Hello and welcome to Food Safety for Everyone. I'm Mary Saucier Choate, and I'm here today with Ann Hamilton. Hi, everyone. We are both food safety field specialists at the University of New Hampshire Extension. On our podcast, we hope to make food safety easier and more understandable for small food processors, farmers, food service workers, and consumers. These are the folks we work with every day, and they ask us great questions. So we wanted to spread the food safety info to as wide an audience as possible. On today's episode, we're talking about selling homemade food products in New Hampshire. This is actually going to be a two-parter. This first part is about foods you can make in your home kitchen. Episode two, part two, will be about foods you must make in a licensed commercial kitchen. After we review the ins and outs of all that, we'll answer the question of the day and end with an important food safety tip. So let's get started. Since COVID changed so many things for people, we have found that lots of folks are looking to start a new business, and many are starting businesses focused on food, which we think is great. We love homemade food. We especially appreciate food businesses that are run by people who clearly understand food safety principles, such as wearing gloves for handling ready-to-eat food, covering their farmer's market food display to keep bugs off, and so on. Right. And lots of folks don't realize that for some foods you make at home, you may not even need to get a license. But there are still some simple guidelines you must follow. In fact, we wrote a series of fact sheets about these homestead food laws, um, but we thought a podcast might be another good way to get this important information out to folks. So let's start with the simplest way to ease into a homestead food business. That's when a homestead license is not required. It's called exempt, exempt from licensing. This is a great step for getting started. Beginning small, right in your own kitchen. Exempt homestead businesses can make shelf-stable baked goods and other allowed foods to try out this food venture. There are some food safety and sales limit regulations that can help you to get started on the right food safety foot. And if you live in one of New Hampshire's 15 self-inspecting jurisdictions, you may have additional rules to follow. So get to know your local health inspector. We'll put a link to that list in our show notes. So, Anne, what kind of foods can you sell under the Homestead Food Act exemption? Under the exemption, you can sell foods that do not require time and temperature control for safety, also known as non-TCS foods. These foods used to be called potentially hazardous foods. This means you can sell baked goods, candies, and foods that do not require refrigeration to keep them safe. There is a long list of foods you can legally sell from your home kitchen without a license. It starts with breads and rolls, which we love, double-crusted fruit pies, packaged dry products, which include spices and herbs, baked goods, candy, fudge, brownies, cookies, muffins, lollipops, sweetbread, and you can even roast whole bean coffee or ground coffee. You can also sell jams and jellies, but here is not a free-for-all. They have to be made with the exact recipes from the National Center for Home Food Preservation. The center only publishes tested recipes. Canning jams and jellies in any foods that are not from a tested recipe can lead to problems with food safety. 
and jellies containing peppers must undergo a process review, even if they are from the National Center for Home Food Preservation. Certain other foods also need testing. Mary will cover testing requirements a little later. So even though you do not need a homestead food license, there are still a few requirements you will need to follow. So the foods must be sold individually packaged or wrapped and properly labeled with certain pieces of information. So those are name, address, phone number of your operation, name of the homestead food product, the ingredients in your product in descending order by weight, the name of each major food allergen in the food needs to be listed. Uh, The major food allergens are milk, eggs, fish, shellfish, tree nuts, peanuts, wheat, soybeans, and sesame. So um, you definitely have to spell those out. In fact, the number one recall reason in the United States is not uh, food uh, foodborne illness risk. It's allergen mislabeling, having an allergen in the food that isn't on the label. So, um, and also someone asked me, can I just say dairy? And that'll cover if I have any milk or egg products in there. And you absolutely cannot. You have to spell out milk. You have to spell out eggs. So for example, if you have butter, down below you would say contains milk. The label must also state in at least 10-point font, this product is exempt from New Hampshire licensing and inspection. And that's just a, that's required, but it's also a nice way to let customers know this is what you're getting. We made it in a home kitchen under that exemption. Uh, The last thing you need to have on the label is a product code that identifies the product with a batch number. So that sounds complicated, but really it could just be the date that you baked the food on, like say you did it on January 22nd, 2022, it could be 01-22-2022 or whatever date you want to make up. And this is on the, on the very low risk chance that you will have a product that needs to be recalled. There's an excellent example of the label in our fact sheets. We'll post the link in the show notes. So you have this excellent product now. Where can you sell your home food products? Under the exemption. You can sell your food from your own residence from your own farm stand, at a farmer's market, or even a retail food store? Um, there are some foods, though, like I like Ann mentioned, I'm going to talk about testing now. There are some foods you can legally make at home only after you've had certain testing done. So these foods that you can definitely make at home, once you've tested them, had them tested, are jams and jellies that are not made following a tested recipe. So this is any jam and jelly that is maybe a, a home, an old recipe from your family, something you're experimenting with. These are not tested. They need to be tested in a process review. Also, what needs a process review are any acid foods you might be making, like uh, vinegars, mustard, barbecue sauces. They're fine to make at home once you've had them process reviewed. Baked goods that you make at home with zucchini, pumpkin, or banana, so any breads made with like zucchini bread, pumpkin bread, banana bread, are only allowed once they've been tested to make sure they're low moisture. That means a water activity of less than 0.85. Homemade buttercream or cream cheese frosted baked goods, these are only allowed if they've been tested and found to have uh, a pH less than 4.6 or a water activity less than 0.85. Under under those conditions, either that lower P, that pH under 4.6 or water activity less than 0.85, either one of those indicates that the food cannot support bacterial growth. The easy tests, the water activity and the pH uh, tests can be done right in New Hampshire at the New Hampshire Public Health Food Safety Lab. Um, you'll give them a call and they would set up a time for you to bring in the, um, the food to be tested. Uh, that's for the water activity and pH test. And that co- those tests right now cost $7.50 a piece. So that is affordable. 
a little more expensive. Well, actually a lot more expensive because it's a couple hundred dollars depending on the product, how many products you're sending in, so forth. You need to get a process review and that cannot be done in New Hampshire. It has to be sent out to either UMaine or Cornell for a process review. There they have food processing authorities that will look at your recipe, your ingredients, your the way you put together the food step by step. Uh, they'll need a sample of the food and they will um, determine whether it's going to be a safe food made at home. Once you get that, you're able to go ahead and make it at home as long as you make it the same way every time now that they've tested it and said what you're doing is, is safe. Testing it sounds like one of the biggest hurdles of the Homestead Act, but uh, it's for safety, it's for consumer safety, and it's doable. It's not impossible. It's just you know more steps for the Homestead Baker. Right. We want you to be successful. So now let's look what is needed for a Class H Homestead food license. You will need this for wider distribution, such as selling online, or if your gross sales are over $20,000 a year, so it's important to keep accurate sales records. You are limited to the same foods as with the exemption, but you can sell legally at a much wider audience with the Class H license. The Class H license has a fee of $150 and allows you to sell your homestead foods to restaurants over the internet by mail order to wholesalers, brokers, or other food distributors, and to food establishments, not including retail food stores. For these, no license is needed to sell under the $20,000 sales limit. This means you can sell to cafes, bakeries, and coffee shops. Right, so a wider audience than just grocery stores, um, which you're limited to with the exemption. So you'll have to submit the following information with that Class H Homestead license application. You're going to need to submit a water test for bacteria, nitrates, and nitrites if you're using well water. Not required if you're using municipal water. All your process review results. So if you had any of those um, foods that needed a process review or needed a pH or water activity, um, those would need those results would need to be included with the application, a list of products you are selling, and a sample label for each product. We also know once you look at your home kitchen, there are some things you'll need to do in order to proceed with a Class H license. Either a residential model dishwasher and a one-compartment sink, or a two-compartment sink for wash, rinse, and sanitizing your utensils. Your home refrigerator must have a thermometer, and the refrigerator temperature must be maintained at 41 degrees Fahrenheit or colder. The other is no pets in the kitchen during food prepping and packaging. If the bathroom opens directly to the kitchen, and you, it must have a self-closing door and mechanical ventilation. Labeling the Class H homestead produced food the label must state in at least 10-point font, this product is made in a residential kitchen licensed by New Hampshire DHHS. We've talked about a long list of foods you can make in your homestead kitchen. Now here are some of the foods you cannot legally make in your home kitchen under either the homestead license, exempt, or non-exempt. These foods will require a licensed commercial kitchen for some foods, extra training under a federal requirement for others. For example, you can't make salsa, pickles, relishes without a commercial kitchen. You cannot make beverages, meat, poultry, fish, 
eggs, milk and dairy products, cooked plant-based foods, baked potatoes, cut fruit, cut vegetables and leafy greens, mushrooms, raw sprouts, tofu, soy protein foods, garlic and oil mixtures. It's an extensive list. However, we will cover how to get a commercial license to make these more complex and potentially dangerous foods if not prepared correctly on our next podcast. All right. Well, that was a lot of information. And again, you can go to um, the show notes or Google it on uh, the UNH Extension webpage to find our Homestead Foods fact sheets if you missed anything. Now for the question of the day. Ann and I get questions all the time about all aspects of food safety. And one that fits in nicely here came in a few weeks ago. The person asked, do crumb-topped pies count as double-crusted pies? Remember, double-crusted pies are allowed under the Homestead Food Act. Um, Single-crusted pies are not, but what about crumb-topped pies? So I thought that was a great question, which I did not know the answer to. So we called our ace in the hole, Ryan Bossidy, who's a food protection specialist at the state level, and she explained that crumb-topped pies are okay for the homestead kitchen. So when we don't know, we, we're not going to wing it. We are going to go get the, the answer from the state for you. And so now, Anne, it's time for our food safety tip of the day. Our food safety tip of the day is to not touch ready-to-eat food that you intend to sell with your bare hands. So using gloves, some type of serving utensil, or deli tissue paper to package food for sale to customers. We want you to be keep that food safe. Thanks for listening to Food Safety for Everyone. Next time, we'll talk about when you will need a commercial kitchen and what that involves. You can find more shows and get links to what we talked about today on our Food Safety for Everyone show notes blog on the UNH Cooperative Extension website. Food Safety for Everyone is a production of University of New Hampshire Cooperative Extension, an equal opportunity educator and employer. Views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily those of the university, its trustees, or its volunteers. Inclusion or exclusion of commercial products in this podcast does not imply endorsement. The University of New Hampshire, U.S. Department of Agriculture, and New Hampshire counties cooperate to provide extension programming in the Granite State. Learn more at extension.unh.edu.